0: Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com dot in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa.
1: Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
0: This is the most dramatic podcast ever—an iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison coming to you from the home office in Austin, Texas, and I am so excited for the show today um, because someone recently just kind of came back into my life. I love how things happen for a reason. For a season, whatever it is, call it karma, call it God's will. Um, but Madison Pruitt Trout, you guys know her as Maddie Pruitt from Peter's season of The Bachelor had reached out to me about something different and we started talking. And I said, you have to come on the most dramatic podcast ever. And I I love getting back in touch with people that I, I kind of skipped across in my life, whether it was on the show, business, whatever, and then diving in a little deeper to see what was their experience really like. Um, you know, I have my thoughts on how Peter's season of The Bachelor went, but that's his host. That's as a producer. That's as someone who was really trying to facilitate uh entertaining you and and helping Peter find love and and, you know, dealing with his mom and dad and his brother. And there's there's a lot of of moving parts when you're hosting and producing the show. And when you get to kind of peel back the layers and compartmentalize a little bit and just talk to one person, just talk to Maddie about her experience. What did she go through? And these are conversations that I really haven't had with a lot of the contestants that I worked with for, well, 20 years. And so I'm really interested to talk to her about her experience. Does she regret being on the show? You know, I know she's a very faithful woman and she's written a couple of books now. We're going to talk about that. She's married to a wonderful guy, uh, Grant Trout, hence the Madison Pruitt Trout name now. Um, But does she look back and regret anything? Does she wish she didn't do it or did she learn from it? And I find these things interesting. And also, what was her experience of going through this with Peter? When did she know she wanted to leave for real? When did her and Peter start talking again? And we have to talk about the Barb of it all. When we went back on the After the Final Rose special, when Barb said what she did on live TV and really just said, basically, you and Peter aren't right together. And you aren't right for my son. Y'all shouldn't be together. And look, I'm not saying she was wrong. And I have no problem with Barb. I have no problem with Peter. I have no problem with Maddie, but- Did those specific words need to be said on live TV at that moment? And how much did that affect Maddie? How much did it hurt? And how much now does she take away and put into the pages of the book that comes out? Well, just came out September 19th. So a lot to talk about, a lot of layers to pull back. And I'm so excited that this woman came back into my life so we could have this conversation. Joining me now is Madison Pruitt Trout still a new, still a newlywed
2: <laughs> still a newlywed we are we are thriving last time I saw you quite quite different circumstances it feels good to be where we are today
0: yeah I mean uh, let's see from um having Peter's mom tell you you're not enough for her son on national <laughs> television to happily married accomplished <laughs> author yeah I would say life has definitely done a 180 for you
2: I would say life is sitting pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it
0: is bizarre. So uh I guess the first question is, uh you threw in the trout. You 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 you're hyphenating. Is that what we're doing?
2: We we are a trout. I actually didn't even hyphenate. I moved Pruitt to middle name. Gotcha. So we are a Madison Pruitt trout. We are full, full in. We're all in with trout. It's kind of crazy seeing like a new, a new last name on the book, and I'm I'm embracing it.
0: Uh, And by the way, we're going to talk about the new book, The Love Everybody Wants, which dropped uh, Tuesday the 19th. It's already crushing it. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, but I, I want to dive into something and I might just completely take us out on a side rail here. But Lauren and I have had this discussion about changing your last name. And at some point, you know, when you had two marriages or you've changed your name already and doing it again, did you consider you know, because you're known as Madison Pruitt and people know you as that, as an influencer and and as an author already, but now you are Madison Pruitt Trout. Did you think about not changing it?
2: I had a moment of like, this is going to be different. This is going to be weird. But honestly, I always knew I wanted to take on my, you know, future husband's last name. Um, But yeah, I mean, it is definitely, it was a moment for me. I was like, this has been my identity for so long and just, You know, I'm so proud of my family and like the Pruitt name and just what that means and what that represents. So it was, it was really hard. I'm not going to lie, but I'm, I mean, I'm thankful that I kept it as my middle name. And so now, I mean, it's still, I still go by Madison Pruitt trout to like everyone. So you know, it is what it is, and people still call me Maddie Prue. I just, I kept yeah. that on my social media. I don't think my husband loved that part as much. <laughs> He's like, you wanted to keep Maddie Prue, like what?
0: Well, yeah, man, I've, I've established <laughs> myself, but it's interesting. If that is just, is that a tradition that we keep for just some reason? Is it something that you held dear that you really wanted to do that? That's kind of what Lauren and I have been debating is, yeah. is, is, that kind of passe? Is it, does it matter anymore? Is that a thing?
2: Honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I think it really is just like preferences for me personally. I, you know, with just being so rooted in my faith, like I really take that, uh, i don't know the particular verse but it's like that verse where it's like you shall leave your father and mother and become one mm-hmm. i just take that verse so literally of even meaning like last name you know i'm like i want to become one my loyalty now is no longer with my my family that sounds so harsh it is, it is. but you know what i mean right. it's like it's now you know i'm i'm starting a new family i'm becoming one with this man and i'm taking on his last name and i'm just i'm so proud to be his and i want to i want to represent him you know i want to rep- represent, um, the family we're going to create together. So, you know, I think that's, that's my perspective yeah, on it. at That's least.
0: good. There's meaning behind it.
2: Yeah, totally.
0: Um, I want to go back and this, you know, when you and I started texting and, and we were talking about talking about your book and then, and I said, you got to come on my podcast. I started thinking about your season of the <laughs> bachelor with Peter. And I'll be honest, I had to kind of go back. There were so many layers. There was so much that happened. I had kind of forgotten some of it. And I don't know if that's a good thing from like PTSD (laughs) where I just like blocked it away.
2: (laughs) Me too. Me too.
0: (laughs) But I forgot how bonkers it was completely. And the funny thing is Lauren obviously covered the show for Entertainment Tonight. So we've been discussing that season and she would bring up things that she remembered. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot.
2: It was insane. It was literally insane. I mean, I think we had one of the like highest rated seasons or something because of how insane it was. <laughs>
0: it was the Barb effect, as we called it.
2: <laughs> it was pretty wild. I mean, I think each moment, I'm just like, even there, like an actual real-time live, I'm like, what is going yeah. on? I mean, well, it was that's, Let's
0: talk about that then. I And I don't want to dive too deep into this, but can we just discuss, because you and I have never really talked about how it really unfolded. Yeah, so Peter's season, it ends with you leaving. We were in um, Australia, correct?
2: Mm-hmm, Australia. Um,
0: and uh, we went to that one God for second place way up north. Did you ever make it up there? Or <laughs> did you leave before?
2: <laughs> I don't remember. Well, I left the day before the proposal. So I was okay, in Okay, so you were up there.
0: You were up there yeah. like way up north. We were in the outback. It was like, yeah, we tried to make it sexy. It was not. It was, I mean, they <laughs> might as well have just dropped us on Mars.
2: Yeah, it was like, well, our last date was we were like in the middle of nowhere. Remember, Peter was like wondering and like there were like rattlesnakes and crazy things around.
0: So you yeah, I remember you leaving because I remember having to tell him that you had left the next day and he decides he's going to propose to Hannah Ann.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: What when did you find out? that that was the case and when did he reach out to you again
2: i found i literally you knocked on my door (laughs) you came well i don't know whose house that was you came to a house we were there and um that was so crazy that i i had heard about things before that moment yeah but that was when it was like super legit like i was like okay it's it's legit. This is happening. He got engaged. He's ending the engagement. Like the whole thing was just so surreal. Um, so yeah, honestly, like when you say you block it out, I'm like, even talking about it, I'm like, the other day, I hadn't talked about it in so long and I was sharing like my testimony to someone uh-huh. and that was like half of the testimony. And I was like, I haven't talked about this in so long. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole thing was was super crazy. I remember leaving there truly not knowing like what was going to happen or what was going to come, but I just had so much peace to walk away and and then, you know, got brought right back. <laughs> we went right back into it. <laughs>
0: just when you think you're out
2: that's when you had said bye and so
0: we get to some point where we've all left australia right and then he reaches out to you
2: yeah so we i'm trying to think of how it happens i I don't know that we had like I think we had like some mutual friend right. that had like- Cause that's the crazy talking. part. At
0: this point, we've not exchanged numbers. Yeah, like, that's, right. That's, that's that's how crazy this that's can get. That's what's wild. Yeah. We
2: had some mutual friend that was like kind of the liaison, you know, and it was like so middle school. It was like, so How how's he feeling? Like, tell me what he's feeling, you know? And, uh, but yeah, I mean, truly that was like kind of the, the connection point and then, you know, and then everything unfolded, so-
0: And we get to, so he reaches out to you at some point, I assume. Yeah, at
2: some point. At some point, yeah.
0: y'all actually talked, because y'all talked before AFR, the After the Final Rose special. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Because, and now had y'all seen each other or gone on a date before that? I, I couldn't remember.
2: Yes, we went, we did the whole, like, remember you showed up at the house. Then we, I flew out to California and met with him. Oh,
0: that's right. And, oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's yes. right. Okay. Yes. And then
2: we had like a few, I can't remember if we had like, I think we had a couple of weeks before the final rose or not final rose, the live, I forget, <laughs> whatever it's called. We the were in the finale. middle.
0: So I, you know, it's funny. Talk about blocking out. I would, we were shooting another show. I got on a plane Flew to Auburn. First time I'd seen Auburn, by the way. War Eagle. And War Eagle. <laughs> Did you
3: like it? I Well,
0: I, I saw very, I saw the inside of your very garage.
3: Low. Yeah.
0: Or whatever house that was. I saw the inside <laughs> of a garage and then I went in and then I had to get back on a plane and get right back to the next season we were shooting. But it was, I, I remember having that talk and and just, I wasn't even sure when we were having that heart to heart, like what was right. I didn't know honestly how to counsel you best i, I wasn't <laughs> sure i was like run or give yes. this a shot because I, I, I know, know i didn't it's because i didn't dislike peter i don't dislike peter um, right but i didn't know at the same time if it was right at all for you right
2: Yeah, I think my whole thing, there was just so many emotions. I cared deeply about the girls on my season. I cared about Hannah Ann, you know, and we had had a friendship. And so then it's like this weird thing where you're friends with someone and then they get engaged to the guy you were dating. And then, and then now like it's broken up. And so I'm like weirdly like, okay, there could be a chance at, at another relationship with this guy, but also like they've just broken up. And so she's heartbroken. And then my heart goes out to her. with so, so many emotions all at one time. And then also trying to navigate my own feelings in the midst of it, because I had ended the relationship for a reason, you know, I yeah. knew that there was a reason I walked away. What do you think and that so was? That, well, our faith just didn't fully align. Our convictions yeah. didn't fully aligned, uh, align. And we just had different perspectives on, you know, on marriage, on relationships, on faith, on life, And, you know, some people are okay with that. I personally wasn't. I wanted to build a marriage on the same foundation and to be able to raise our kids with that same foundation. And so I just saw... The difference is there. You know, my dad didn't give the blessing. That was another red flag. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm definitely not going to be able to say yes to this proposal. So there was a lot, you know, that factored into it. Um, And so then when, you know, it, it kind of started back up again, like those things didn't just go away. I was yeah. still definitely, you know, racking my brain. And even when we met back up before the finale, um, I told him, I was like, this is, this is not us getting back together. Like, this is us just having conversations off camera for the right. first time and we got to do that and we got to just have conversations went into the finale honestly like no there was no solution there was no like here here's us like saying we're going to last and get married like we did not have any plan it was like we're going into the finale we'll see what happens we did not expect what happened and uh and then you know and then we ended up parting ways and deciding that It wasn't going to work out. Yeah.
0: I mean, what happened was, you know, if for people that don't remember and go back and watch this, it was amazing, (laughs) bizarre television where Barb just buried you on national TV. I mean, buried you. And I'll be honest, I did not see it coming. And if I uh,
2: was going to ask if you knew,
0: no, and honestly, a lot of times I would know um, I would know what's coming. And but that I didn't know. And if you watch it back. You'll see me try to fix it to be yeah. like, well, you said this, but, you know, you probably mean this. And she doubled down on it. And <laughs> then I was like, oh, crap, like I, this is unsalvageable at this point. But no, I, and, and I will, I promise you 100%. I had no idea that's where she was going to go, because I'll be honest, whether I think you are right for Peter, you know, let's say it's my son, whether, you, whether I thought you were right for Joshua, there's no way even in the short time I got to know you, that I could dislike you. Like there's <laughs> nothing to dislike about Maddie Prue, Like she is lovely, smart, adorable, kind, faithful, like all those things. So even if you don't think you're right for somebody, there's no way I could have been what I thought was pretty mean in the moment. It was, it was mean, yeah. And so I was trying yeah. to kind of fix that moment because I did not see it coming, but then the cat was out of the bag and it was ball game.
2: It was what it was. And honestly, like, truly, I can say, like, weirdly, God used all of that. And I'm weirdly thankful for it all. And, you know, was able to even have conversations with Peter after and just we were able to talk through it. You did? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And uh,
0: what did that entail? Did he ever, like, say, hey, sorry about my mom? Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, he was super. He was super remorseful. I mean, on all ends, it was a very uncomfortable position, obviously, for anyone to be in because it's his, you know, the person he wants to be with and then his family. Um, And so he was in a pretty weird situation, but he definitely was. I think, shocked and blown away by how it was handled, really saddened by and discouraged by it. Um, But ultimately, you know, when we decided to part ways, I just, you know, I was like, hey, I I want the best for you. I want the best for your family. I want the best for your future marriage. This isn't it. This is not God's best, Um, but I wish the best for you. (laughs) You don't think
0: that would have been a good Thanksgiving to be at?
2: (laughs) I mean, you know, a lot of people would have paid a lot of good money to be a fly on the wall, you know?
0: Hey, uh, Maddie, can you pass the cranberries? I still don't think you're good enough for my son. And uh, how about the gravy?
2: <laughs> it would have been so interesting. Uh, it's a bad. good thing my my parents were not there. You yeah. know, I think my parents would have had. had oh, I would have
0: feelings. gotten so defensive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny. I get asked. I actually get asked all the time. One of the biggest questions I get asked is like, so what's Harrison like like tell me about Chris Harrison and like were y'all able to hang out like off the camera and is he cool and I'm like he literally was one of my favorite people and I'm sad I didn't get more time with him but I remember this one moment that I got with you off the camera it was with you and the stylist Um, and yes and uh one other producer and uh i saw you and i was distraught like i had just gotten the worst news ever and blindsided at all the things and i see y'all and i just immediately i think i just like bury my head into your arms and i'm like crying and uh i just will never forget that moment but i was like no chris is literally the best and i wish Like we would have gotten more time um, together, but yeah, I just had to tell you, everybody wants to know how awesome you are.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I I will take all the propaganda I can get. (laughs) It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B O U Q S.com promo code Chris books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation.
1: private christian affordable
0: visit gcu.edu You know it's funny the travel that season was so crazy we didn't get a ton of time to spend together because we were also so remote and it was a, a lot of moving parts and then also the season got so bonkers towards the end we really had to keep everybody apart and only talk when we needed to whereas normally i think it would have been a lot more chill if we were just kind of cruising to the end and we knew exactly how it was going to go
2: yeah no nobody knew what was gonna
0: happen (laughs) so you take this experience and i i i've heard you talk a little bit about this but and i so i think i know the answer but do you regret doing the show or being on the show
2: Not at all. Honestly, not at all. I think like for me, it was such a, I had such a peace about it from the very beginning. Like I really said yes to something that I had no idea what was going to come out of it and just trusted the peace that I felt like God gave me. And I went with that. And throughout the whole experience, like I stayed so prayerful and I just stayed so like okay, I I'll stay, I'll walk away. I'm like, what do I do? And I've so seen like God showed up in all the little moments during filming, but even since then, the way that it's been used to be able to encourage so many people and to be able to share my testimony, my story and relate to people, even though that might not be their exact same story. Not a lot of people are going on the bachelor and trying to, you know, find love on a dating show. But it, it was definitely, you know, the universal feelings of like, what do you do with rejection? What do you do with heartbreak? What do you do when, you know, you get blindsided or when you're evaluating, is this person the one for me? And, uh, and then it just tests like your beliefs, your values. It's like, yeah. I had to really learn, like Maddie, who are you? What do you believe about yourself? What do you, what do you want in a spouse? What is the love you're looking for? And it really tested my identity, my faith, um, my convictions. And so, um, I walked away stronger and like more, just in tune with who I was and, in with what I believe. And I'm super grateful for that, you know, that I was able to just really stand, stay true to those things um, and stand firm in that, because that was the most important thing to me. So.
0: Well, I always said, if you, you know, whether this show works for you or not, there's no way you go through it unchanged. If you don't yeah. learn so much about yourself. Cause like you said, it will push all those buttons and make you question everything and make <laughs> yeah. you really like, okay, do I really believe the things I've been saying all these years?
3: Yeah. And
0: uh, so for you, it, it only reaffirmed who you were, which is phenomenal. And um, before we move out of that too, the crazy thing, obviously Peter later ends up with Kelly or started dating Kelly for a while who was on the show. And yeah. did you ever talk to any of them again? Like, do you keep in touch with Hannah and Do you keep in touch with Kelly? Do you, Keep in touch with Barb. Did you ever talk to Barb?
2: (laughs) Not her, but I did... I did pretty much everyone else. Um, I keep in touch with all the girls. I mean, even still, like I have such good relationships with everyone. I mean, truly there's, I don't, I can't think of a single person that I don't have good relationship and standing with. Um, Kelly was at my wedding. I mean, uh, the girls were at my wedding. Hannah Ann was at my wedding. Victoria, Kelsey. I mean, literally all of the girls (laughs) were at the wedding and it's just so special, you know, and we're just getting to like have those moments.
0: I heard such spectacular things about your wedding,
2: Chris Harrison. You should have been at my wedding. <laughs> I should have been officiating
0: your wedding, but uh, I figured right? I figured you're pretty solid in that department of uh, marrying into <laughs> plenty of people who can officiate. But no, I, I did. I, I was I was so happy because I I remember I was I think I was with Wells Adams and Ben Higgins. We were at this golf tournament about the same time and we were talking about you and uh i don't know if either ben or wells knows grant or knew of him
2: ben ben, ben does okay so yeah. ben
0: and it must have been ben though that was telling wells and i like this guy is salt to the earth just a good dude they are so happy and um was telling us all about it so i was really happy to hear you had found this in your life i feel like if anybody deserved it it was you
2: oh thank you he's truly like unbelievable and i I mean, I was pretty boy crazy. Like I had been on a lot of dates, you know? And then I went on The Bachelor and was just like at a point where I was like, am I ever going to, like, I felt like I was going to have to settle in some way. And um, I'm so thankful that I did it. I'm so thankful that how I How far after the him. show
0: did you meet Grant?
2: It was, uh oh gosh. Okay. So I came off March, 2020 and then met him October, 2021. So it okay. had been about a year, a yeah. year and a half. Yeah.
0: So that's good. And then how did you guys first meet?
2: It was pretty wild. I was uh, doing a podcast for my actual, my first book made for this moment and was doing a podcast, podcast ends the one of the hosts of the show was like, Hey, are you single? And I was like, uh, who's asking? And he was like, I have this friend that I want to set you up Uh with. And I was like, I don't do blind dates, but he was like set on it. He was like, no, I really think you guys would be amazing. And he was a mutual friend. Like I knew him outside of yeah. just like us recording this podcast. And so I was kind of like, okay, I- I'll trust you. I'll go for it, whatever. And so he sets Grant and I up on a blind date. And I knew like nothing about Grant. Grant did not know like anything about me. And uh, and so we go into this date and I kid you not, Chris, by the end of it, I called my mom in tears. And I was like, I just met my husband. Mm-hmm. This is the man I'm going to marry. I knew. It was instantly. that instantaneous. Yes it was that instant. It was wild.
0: How long before you guys got engaged?
2: We dated for eight months.
0: Okay. Perfect. That's, yeah. that's amazing. And so he must've felt the same.
2: He did. He did. I mean, I don't know that he called his mom crying. right now. <laughs>
0: That's usually not <laughs> something got, we, we do. Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: no, he was probably like, it was cool. She's awesome. Yeah,
0: she's cool. Yeah. yeah. I could see this. I could see this working. And so yeah, you, exactly. you got, and y'all had a big wedding.
2: We did. We invited about 400 people. Oh it God. uh was no small and we planned we only had a 3 month engagement. So we planned Holy you know the cow. wedding very quickly and it honestly I kid you not, there were so many God moments of things coming together that I look back and I'm like, how did that happen? Like, how did we do all of that in three months? I mean, from like my dress to venue to vendors to everything in between, it just was, there were so many little God moments. And so I'm super, super grateful for that. Because most of the time you can't even get like a dress within three months. Right. Um, so it all it all came together and it was the time of my life. It was the wedding of my dreams. And more importantly, just got to spend it with such amazing people. And I feel like the gospel was preached and we were able to just share our faith and share what our love was founded on and rooted on. And, you know, that was really cool for us, having people from all different walks of life and, you know, on different faith journeys, just to be able to see that and hear that. So it was really awesome.
0: And how has married life been? I mean, you're still newlyweds, I would call you. So how, still how's it been? Wed.
2: It's been so good. Now, well, I'll say the first six months I was like, whoa, I was like marriage is quite a quite a thing. And uh, it was just an adjustment, you know, living with someone, just being with someone all the time, learning that person. Um, It was it was an adjustment. But no, it has been Literally like the greatest gift. He is truly like my biggest champion. He pushes me and challenges me, leads me so well and um, just continues to like show me what matters most. I think I have these moments where I can like so get in my head and I start caring about all these little things that don't really matter. And he's just like, Maddie like what matters. This is what matters. This is who you are. This is what your purpose is. And he just like brings me back to focus. And it's, it's been so, so good. And I always say like relationships reveal, they reveal yeah. the best of you, the worst of you, you know, you'll see in marriage the best of someone and then the, the absolute worst. And so I, we've definitely already seen those moments of each other. We've had, we've had some low moments and then we've had some Unbelievable amazing moments. Um, and then of course just the everyday life moments. But it's been, it's been really, really sweet to just be, you know, in a covenant where it's like, hey, I choose you on your good days and bad days and just continuing to remember what matters most. It's been really sweet.
0: What would what would you say is the biggest adjustment to, to married life?
2: I mean, honestly, the like just the sacrifice, like it's it's so when, especially when you're, when you're doing it God's way and your, you know, faith is like the foundation of your marriage. It's like, it's not about me. But it's about obviously God, yes, but then also about serving you. And that was such an adjustment for me of just going from this perspective of like single life, do whatever, yeah. see whoever, go wherever. Like just not think, not having to give an account for someone else, not having to think about someone else. And um, you know, I was doing like meal preps. I was just like getting meals dropped off at my house. And now I'm like, I gotta cook. I'm like, I don't know how to cook. So it's, you know, it's been. Quite just quite the adjustment of just like even learning like little things of like, oh, this is how you like to spend your mornings. This right. is what you like to do on the weekends. Okay. And because y'all didn't is what live together. You right.
0: Low. You didn't live together no. before. So yeah, you no. have to, you know, do you squeeze the toothpaste in the middle? Do you leave the toilet seat <laughs> up? Do you like all those things? Just the little oh, things. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. All the little things. And I mean, thankfully, like I do think we we have such a good which this was learned. This was not immediate, but just love and respect for each other of you know, hey, I love and value you. This this did not make me feel loved. Can you work on this? You know, and we have that communication going, um, which I'm super thankful for. And I am I have no problem with conflict. So I have no problem with being like, hey, I didn't like that. Uh let's change this. And and you know, vice versa. So thankfully, like we we've learned we learned how important communication was very early on. Cause I was that person that was like, you're supposed to read my mind. Like, yeah. why didn't you know this? Of course. And That's he's like, we I'm a dude. Like. But
0: yeah. I'm a dude.
2: <laughs>
0: I know. It's sometimes I want to say that to Lauren too. Like you realize at the end of the day, I, I'm still a dude. I'm just a man. Yeah. Like we're not smart animals. We're not no, smart animals.
2: You gotta be clear. Like yes. if if you want this, tell me verbatim. Because what we're happy you want.
0: to give it. That's fine. Right. Just just say it.
2: Which is so funny. I love it.
0: It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code chris for 25% off. That's B O U Q s.com promo code chris. Books.com and use promo code chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. You've written two books now. Uh, obviously, the one behind you is the latest that dropped uh, Tuesday, September 19th, uh, The Love Everybody Wants. And so I'm sure a lot of what you went through on The Bachelor, what you went through subsequently, and then finding love and dealing with conflict, all those things has found its way into the pages of this book.
2: Yeah, totally. It has been what's really, really cool. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but what's really cool is I actually started writing this book single. So I was single and honestly bitter. I thought about calling the book single and bitter, but my publishers were like, "Mm, let's not. (laughs) How about the love
0: everybody wants? Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, I started writing this book, honestly, just mad that I I wasn't married, mad that I wasn't getting the love that I wanted and that everybody else seemed to be getting it. Uh And so then it made me, you know, kind of have an internal wrestle of like, what's wrong with me? What's, am I the problem? Like, am I Mm. hard to love? And just having all of those doubts and, you know, questioning my worth and value because, you know, of my relationship status. And I remember having this moment and um, I just I felt like one day when I was just praying, you know, God was like, hey, Uh, just, just pressed on my heart. Like you're not looking for the wrong thing. Like you're looking for the right thing. You're just taking it to the wrong places. You're trying to find it in people and in the world and in things. And like, it's got to start with me. It's got to start here. And so for me, that was such a game changer and shift. uh, When I really like stopped striving and being frustrated and just surrendered and just said, Hey, okay, God, like, if I'm single forever, awesome. If I meet my husband next week, awesome. Like I just trust you and just taking, you know, those longings to God and that just totally changed everything for me. So then I started thriving in my singleness and I was like, I'm not looking for nobody. I'm content, I'm happy. And what's really cool about this book was I started writing it single and bitter, then (laughs) single and thriving. Then I met Grant and we started dating. And then I got to write even from like this authentic place of being in this evaluation period of like, okay, is this God's best for me? Is this the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? And uh, what, you know, does he make me better? Do I make him better? Are we good together? And then all the way up until I finished the manuscript two months after we got married. And so even got to add a little bit of, like marriage perspective in it. And the book actually ends with like our written vows um, in like the last few pages, which is really sweet and uh, i'm really really i'm really excited about it because i was able to write from all those different vantage points because i felt like when i was single i was like i just wish that someone like my own age and like in my similar season of life could just relate to what i'm feeling right now and i didn't really see a lot of that out there and so i think you know by god's grace and kindness i was really able to to do that and then when i was struggling i started realize i was having so many dms from people and from girls being like i'm struggling with my worth and value I'm struggling pursuing purity. I, you know, am struggling feeling rejected. How do I get over this person? How do, what do I look for in, in the one? And uh, and I realize I'm not the only one who has, you know, these feelings and these doubts and these struggles. And so it was even really cool to see and like take that and filter that through like the writing.
0: Well, I think it's important that you were able to write through all those phases of life because I find it interesting if you just have one perspective um if you write from just a single bitter standpoint yeah. it's going to be yeah. it's going to be one thing if you just wrote but i also you know i think to the other side of that spectrum if you just write from that moment of euphoria where everything is perfect you know you come up with these really inspirational lines and verses and things and right. that also is not relatable because right. people that are single and struggling are like well you don't understand like everything's good for you tonight and so i'm i i bet And I know you didn't plan on this because life just took you there, but it's amazing you got to write across this spectrum to have that kind of perspective.
2: Yeah, no, truly. And what's wild is, again, started writing it single, but even finishing it married. I was like, these same principles apply. Like, I still have to cling to these truths and remind myself of these things, even married. Like, I still have to pursue purity in marriage. I still have to make God the foundation. I still have to know my value and worth. Like, I still have to find that outside of my marriage and outside of my spouse and, uh, and know that I have a purpose and know that I have things to give. And so it's been really cool to see that even the same message that I was writing and singleness, like, yeah. still applies in marriage.
0: It, you, you've mentioned a few times, is this God's best? And I know where you're coming from, and I, and I, I like it. But is it also a lot of pressure? Because if you are trying to measure up, right, measure a relationship, love, our faults, and everything up to God's best. You know, can any relationship, can any man or woman live up to that?
2: Yeah. I think what I mean by that personally, what I've seen in my life is just like, is God's peace in it? You know, Mm -hmm. is this, is this led by God's peace? Do you have peace? Because I've been in situations where truly the guy was awesome. He loved God. We were on the same page, everything like on paper, it was perfect, right? but I did not have peace. Like I could not, for some reason, there was this check in my heart of like, this is not this is not his best and and I, I equate that to like I don't have peace about it. yeah. And so for me, it really comes down to that. and just align like do we have you know a similar vision for our life? are we headed on the same track, you know um just are you a good compliment to me to how God's wired me? Am I a good compliment to you? I mean, so many things to evaluate and figure out. Um, now I think at the same time, I don't know that I necessarily believe in the one. And so because of that, I think, could I have married, you know, the guy I dated for four years in college? Absolutely. And I think God still would have blessed that. And I think it would have been... like a good marriage, you know? Um, However, I trusted that I didn't have peace and I now see where I am. It led me to go on The Bachelor. It led me to be able to write books and it led me to now marrying like the love of my life. And so I am so grateful that I leaned into that lack of peace and trusted, okay, this, there's something off here. And I have to trust that even if it doesn't fully make sense.
0: Listen to that little voice. Yes, I, I've heard you speak on this before, and I don't know if it's some of your testimonies or or some of the things I've I've heard. But you talk about social media, and I've, i I could picture, especially you. And I find it interesting to from this perspective. You come off the Bachelor. Um, I'm sure you have a million or so followers. You're very beloved, and you're getting DMs, and you're getting you know influencer deals and all that. But that can also be a very lonely place. And whether you are a big influencer or just my 19-year-old daughter who has to see happy marriages, the best, right? As I tell my kids, you're just seeing the best of everything. Absolutely. And you're not feeling that. If you're in a bad place, it just, it's like a, a thousand paper cuts. Um, I, I guess, do you talk about that in the book? I know you've talked about it in your testimonials, but how do we balance that?
2: Yeah. No, I love that you brought this up because one of my biggest hearts like behind this book was I really wanted to take on this culture that we're in today and the the cultural pressures and norms and phrases and mantras and all these things. And so actually each of my chapters starts with some type of like cultural phrase or trend, you know, there's like the pick me girl and there's, you know, the drive before you buy and there's, you know, all these, you know, he completes me. There's all these different phrases and mantras that I tackle and I add, you know, truths to it, biblical truths to it it and just my testimony, things I've experienced and, you know, what I've come to, to see as, you know, the the ultimate truth in my life. And so it's been it's been interesting because I, I was definitely thrown into culture and just social media world pressures, thoughts, opinions um, a lot. And I remember in different stages of my life when I was 2021 20, and all of my friends were getting married. I mean, in Alabama, everybody gets married at 22 years old.
0: Yeah, I came and, out of Oklahoma uh, and I did the same thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the thing. I mean, my parents got married at eighteen, mm-hmm. so it's a very normal thing in you know some cultures for that to be the norm. And so for me, I felt like something was wrong with me. And one of the biggest triggers for me was social media because I was seeing it wasn't even that I was super discontent with where I was, but I became more discontent seeing where everybody else was. Or, and then it led or to at least my the
0: own. idea it, of it, <laughs> right? The idea,
2: yeah, the 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 what they put out there, right. and then what it's crazy, which, which you spoke to this, but there's so much that happens behind a post and behind a story and behind a phone that you're not seeing, you know, you're not seeing the tears, the fights, the struggles, the, all the things that are happening. And for me in that season, I definitely was only focusing on, you know, the highlights, the good things, all my friends are married. God, why isn't that me? And, um, I've definitely had to protect myself, you know, in those seasons, even in this season, like I personally have deleted social media off my phone. And, um, you know, I have, I have a team, I have my, my husband has it on his phone and there's just seasons of my life where I just have to protect my eyes and my heart because you know, sometimes I'm just more affected by it. And I think you just have to lean into that and know, like, who are you following? Like, what kind of content are you taking in? Is it beneficial and helpful to you? How much time are you spending on it? Um, and and just those things really matter. And my husband has done such a good job of reminding me, Maddie, like live in the real life. You know, social media, this world on your phone is not real. Like live in the real life. You can you
0: can literally turn it off and put it down. Turn it off. Exactly. And it will will matter not. Like you can read all of Twitter X, whatever the hell it is, and you know, (laughs) threads and Instagram and TikTok and all that. But anything that you can simply click, put it down walk away. And if you never went back, it doesn't matter in your life. That's yeah. all you need to know. Um, yeah. But when you were young and you know you were younger when you came off the bachelor, and I, I think about my own daughter, you're drinking from a fire hydrant, your totally. brain, your hormones, you are not at all prepared for that at that age. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we're ever prepared to drink out of a fire hydrant like that. It's just, it's too yeah. much.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. And I I think that's so real. And I had so many moments of like, I remember when I came off the show and just seeing so much and reading so much and just being so affected by it, I lost like 20 pounds. I was like, not okay. And uh, my face was breaking out. I lost so much weight. I was struggling with sleeping, struggling with eating and just not in a very healthy place. I had to like fully get off of social media and I've just realized like my, my triggers and I had to like really put up some healthy boundaries and things like around me bring in accountability, bring in people. And like, I have, you know, a community of people here that I'm like, Hey, I'm believing this lie right now because of something I saw on social media. Like, I just want to confess it to you. Will you, will you pray for me? And like, that has been so, so good just for me to like, bring that out into the light and also, you know, bring people. So they have an awareness of my struggles. So they have an awareness of my trigger points and they can hold me accountable and they can pray for me. And so for me, you know, when I'm struggling on social media, if I don't delete it, I'm bringing my people into it and being like hey can you hold me accountable ask me how much time i'm spending on here ask me what i see ask me how it's making me feel and constantly be in prayer for me because yeah i mean we we all need that like community is so important and that was something about like even this book i wanted to i wanted to touch on the importance of like we weren't made to go through life alone we, we were made for right. relationships we're
0: tribal we're tribal people we've always said exactly in groups
2: yes like we we need we need people but at the same time, the people we choose to spend our time with and our life with matters so much. Our environment matters so much. It shapes our becoming. It shapes our view and perspective of ourself, of life, of God, of everything. And so, those people you know that we do life with, it's like ask ask questions. Like, are they making me a better version of myself? Are they pushing me to the things that matter most? Or Are they leading me further away from it? And uh, for me, finally finding those people that that could be my safe people and good people was so important.
0: It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending Farm Fresh flowers from Books. That's short for Bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
3: Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Number one, it's amazing how someone you don't know and someone who is essentially irrelevant in your life can have such an impact by something they say or something yeah. they do, um, and that is. But the, the confusion that that is your community—that's not social media. Preys on that in our mind. I think it gives us that you know that dopamine kick and that that feeling. Yeah. Oh, this is our community. I belong to something. You don't. That's not real. You, yeah. You have to. Def- it sounds like what you're saying in the book and what you're saying just now is you got to define that in reality.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And and it's it like for me this inspiration behind this book was what changed my life was my relationship with God. And that shaped everything that shaped my relationships that shaped my purpose, that shaped my identity, my self-worth, my value. It shaped like I have peace. I have joy. I I feel free. Like it just so much is packed into that statement. And what I've realized is I've tried to do life Maddie's way. I've tried Mm -hmm. to do dating Maddie's way. I've tried to do friendships, relation, everything Maddie's way. And it just continued to lead to, you know, chaos, confusion, like so much lack of peace, just so many things. And I finally got to a point where I was like, fine, God, you win, you win. And I'm going to do it your way. <laughs> and I I realized like there's that's the that's the like secret to life is like, hey, it's it's the two greatest commandments, which is Matthew 22, 36 through 40, which is the inspiration behind this book. And, you know, God's, Jesus is saying like, hey, the most important thing that you can learn is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, to love and to love your neighbor as yourself. And so I really take these these three three loves one love god two love yourself and three love people as the foundation of this book and what it actually looks like to build you know our lives on the foundation of god's love but then also how do you love yourself like how do you value yourself and set high standards for yourself and know your worth so that you're not coming to other people and other things looking for them to tell you who you are and right. looking for them to complete you which is so important
0: that's a, and there's a subtle difference there. That's very interesting. Yeah. Go further on that. What What does that mean to you?
2: Yeah. You You mean the like loving yourself?
0: Yeah. Like you know, coming into a relationship. Um. I hate to say this, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Like it, so. Do you, you know? Do you talk about that in the book and explain that?
2: Yeah. I mean, the first like half of the book, one of the chapters is called Pick Me. Um, Another chapter is called If He Wanted to, He Would. And Mm -hmm. another chapter is called, You Know, He Completes Me. And each of these chapters is really speaking to this idea of like, we've got to know our worth and value. And I take it, you know, in the direction of like in Christ, we've got to know who we are, you know, in Christ and, and what God thinks about us. But just in general, our true worth and value comes not from someone else, you know? It doesn't come from what they think about us or how they treat us. And this perspective of like a partner in life is meant to complement us, not complete us. Our purpose is not a person, our identity is not a relationship status. And I think when we make someone our everything, we lose everything else because we make them our whole world. And then we quickly realize like, oh, this person can't actually complete me and satisfy me because our hearts were made to only be whole and complete by the one who created it. And so I talk all about in my book, just the importance of like, you've got to come, we've got to start approaching relationships and situations from a place of confidence and value, knowing who we are, being comfortable with who we're not, not trying to be like someone else. Because then when we do that, we don't long for acceptance and belonging. Rather, we're able to love from acceptance and belonging because we already know who we are. So we're not like yeah. striving for it. You It know? becomes
0: a value add in your life.
2: Right, exactly.
0: You are clearly a uh, very vocal in your faith. Um, I'm a faithful person too. And we've never really talked about that, but I'm sure as much as you talk about your faith in God and Jesus, that there are there is backlash to that. Yeah. And how have you dealt with that? How strong has that been? Um, because it also is very bizarrely when you talk about like, what are the three tenets of Maddie's life? It was like, love thyself, love thy neighbor, you know, like it's all love, 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 but yet yeah. that it, it can, it, it's something now that can be so polarizing. How have you dealt with that? How difficult has that been?
2: Yeah. There were moments, I, like I would say, right when I came off of reality TV, I was truly so afraid, I think, to like take strong stances on things because I was so afraid of, What people would say, what people would think, and how, if it would offend them, and all the things. But I think like as I've matured more and more in my faith, surrounded myself with good people, gotten plugged back into a local church, you know, just gotten back to like what matters most. I've just realized, I'm like, this is all throughout scripture. This is biblical. Like you're going to be insulted for the name of Christ. If you profess your faith, if you stand to even take Jesus out of it, if you stand for anything important, you're gonna have backlash. You're yeah. gonna, you're gonna, if you take a stand for something, like go ahead and prepare, you know, to to receive some hate because there's just gonna, we live in a world where there's so many opinions. Opinions, and there's so much opportunity to vocalize those opinions. And everyone feels entitled to vocalize their opinion. And so, you know, I think. I go back to like, there's so many verses in scripture. That's like, if you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you're blessed. So like consider it a joy, consider it a blessing. <laughs> and you know, there's been moments where I'm like, I don't know if I believe that God, but you know, I, I do go back and I'm like, I, at the end of the day, when I lay my head down at night, I'm like, I do believe that because L- Lord, like your, your love is so worth it. It's so worth it. Even if I'm misunderstood and hated by everybody around me um, you're, you're so worth it. And so like, yeah, at the end of the day, I know what matters most. I know what I believe. I know what's true. I know what has brought freedom and peace and hope to my life. And I'm not going to trade that to be maybe more likable or to be more popular. Like I'm going to cling to what gives me life and what gives me value and what has changed everything for me because I've been in the other situation. Like I've been in the, in the boat where I just wanted to be so liked and accepted by everybody that I conformed to whatever everybody wanted and whatever everybody needed. And I lost myself in the process. And it was just this endless cycle of just clinging to other people's opinions of me and letting other people who didn't know who they are define who I was. And, you know, just being lost in the sauce. And then yeah. I finally got to a point where I was like, I know, I know, I know that this thing that I grew up on, you know, this thing that I was taught, this faith in Jesus. Like, I remember the hope I used to have, and I want to go back to that moment. And so, it just I, that's been my my thing for for years of just like continuing to go back to that moment of like why why I believe what I believe, yeah. and even when it gets hard. And and truth be told, like I am really careful with what I look at and see because I don't want to see all the hate, but I also, to be honest, don't want to see all the praise. Like I don't want to see either. Like I, I really want to stay so just normal and, and focused and present and just love the person in front of me and be like, we were just talking about earlier, like in the real, in the here, in the yeah. now and not so caught up in like, Oh no, they commented this. They said this in this magazine. They were talking about me here on this podcast. It's like, who cares? <laughs> Whatever. Like something I can I know- relate to these days. Yeah. Right. I'm like, you and me both.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I I always said even during the highest times of the bachelor, you know, and then the lowest of lows, when I went through what I went through, when I left the show, I always said, you're never as bad as everybody says you are equally. You're not as great as everybody says you are. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) A humbling
2: perspective. You (laughs) don't get
0: to believe one and believe the other. You don't get to pick and choose, you know, the truth, the truth usually lies somewhere in the middle. Um, Maddie, congratulations uh, on everything, on finding your truth, on living it, on loving it, uh, being married to Grant and this beautiful life. And of course, the book, The Love Everybody Wants um, is already out. You can, I'm sure, order it on Amazon, go find it in bookstores, you know, be old school, go find it in a bookstore. Um, yeah,
2: come on. <laughs>
0: I, I, I wrote a book as well. Actually, it's right here. Um, I went through that literary process. It is not easy. It is a beating. It is a very antiquated, like bizarre genre. It's (laughs) you think it's very technologically advanced. It's not. And so it takes a lot to get a book written. And now you have two. It's just it's incredible.
2: Thank you. It, it's a lot. And it's a lot of feelings and emotions. I have so many people that have come up to me like over this past week and they're like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, how do I answer this question? Because I have poured my heart and soul into this book for the last two years and given it so much time and attention. So I'm like, well, I'm anxious. I'm excited. I'm terrified. I'm, you know, all the things. And I'm also just like, I know this message can impact a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so there's also just a hope Atta- there's hope attached to it but it's also the most vulnerable book i've ever written and so i've only written two but it's the you yeah. know still the most vulnerable book i've ever written and i open up about things in this book that like i've never really shared with many people and so it's scary but at the same time you just cling to like i really just hope this encourages and and helps people so there's yeah. a lot of
0: vulnerability it's a, you know I, I said the same thing when i was going on my book tour and all that that you know there is an excitement of course but it's 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 like, you've had this baby, you, you're bearing it all to the world and yeah. you feel pretty naked because these are your feelings and thoughts. And mine was a fictional romance novel, but a lot of my life and feelings and stories went into and it. it. And so you, you want people to love it and accept it. And cause it's almost yeah. like they are, their love is just, it's like they're accepting you because you, so much of you is in this book. So it is, yes. it's difficult. So I, I admire it very much.
2: Oh, well, thank you. I, I now want to meet your daughter because I just like feel, I don't know. I like want to, I want right. to see her and encourage her and love on her. Cause I'm like, I go back to my 19 year old self yeah. and I'm like, oh, the things I would go back and tell my 19 year old self. I'm going to
0: connect to the two of you. Taylor is, no, please. She's, she's a sophomore. She's actually just up the road from you because you're in Waco and uh, she's up at TCU at Fort Worth. Um, Oh, amazing. And she is just such an incredible soul, a very faithful girl. And I'm actually going to get her your book. Uh, She needs to, I think she needs to read your book. I think she would love it
2: yes no i seriously i'm not kidding like it's my my big my greatest passion especially before like if i can get a hold to like some younger versions of maddie before she has to experience all of the pain and heartbreak and and questioning worth and value if i can get you know her early on and just encourage her and speak the truth to her and challenge her like i would have saved her a lot of heartbreaking moments and some of it you can't escape but a lot right. of it you can a lot of it you can prepare in advance for and you know have have a strong value and foundation and so I would I seriously would love to connect with her.
0: I uh, as I tell my kids I said the only reason I can give you this wisdom and advice is I've tripped and fallen flat on my face on all the hurdles that I know are in right. front of you. I can't take yeah. them all out of your life. You will fall like that will happen but I think maybe 50% of them, I can probably pull out of your way. (laughs) So so if if you can avoid that, uh, don't make the same mistakes I did. It's not because I was perfect or I know better. It's only because I also tripped and fell.
2: Totally. And the power of good parenting. I'm like, you have more impact than you'll ever know. I mean, I was so blessed to have amazing parents. So
0: well, it made you the incredible basketball player you are.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. My dad would appreciate that comment. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Um, anyway, Maddie, I, I thank you for the time. I, I was so excited we connected. And again, uh, I think both you and I believe there's a, uh, there's a reason for everything. And there's a reason that we got brought back together again to talk. If nothing else, it absolutely. was just good to see your smiling face again and connect.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know. I'm excited. Hopefully we all see each other soon. You got to meet Grant now. <laughs> I, I have
0: to meet Grant. I drive through Waco about 50 times a year going up and back and forth between Dallas and TCU and Fort Worth and all that. So one of these days, I'm just going to pull off the side of the road.
3: Please.
0: We'll uh, we'll meet at the uh, in and out of Chick-fil-A right there off 35.
2: We'll connect. <laughs> we have to. We have
0: to. The book is The Love Everybody Wants by Madison Pruitt Trout. Go check it out. Go get it. Uh, thank you. You're an absolute doll. I appreciate the time.
2: Thank you so much. I had the best time.
0: Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time.
3: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story.
1: Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to Season 2 of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
3: podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories.